What a moron. Ugh. Welcome to Are We There Yet? An exploration and education in anime. I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I'm an anime expert, D. Hollander. And I'm Brenda McCullough, your anime... That one opera episode of Hey Arnold? Oh, I like that one. Where's he? Uh, Cameron? Cam- Cam- Carmen. God, I don't know. Carmen, that's it. I knew... <laughs> Cameron? It had Cameron some, the you opera? Know, Cameron, Kirk Ker- Cameron? No, we don't want to talk about that guy. Uh, who's a good Cameron? Cameron uh, from Ferris Bueller, uh, just doing all of uh, Pagliacci. Yeah, okay, yeah. we'll go with that one. <laughs> <laughs> go Red Wings, I get. No, I'm a Flyers fan, I can't say that. <laughs> ah, sports. Eh, it's the closest sport I care about besides animated ones. <laughs> <laughs> None of these athletes are pretty enough. <laughs> yeah. I need dumb feral goblins, not big drunk idiots. Uh, uh, what? Uh, where? Where off? Start. How do we what? get here? Yeah. What, what, what's going on? I'll tell you. This week we're watching Kageki Shoujo, which in English is Opera Girl. Ooh. Yeah. This is. Uh, it's all about the web browser, right? Yeah. <laughs> is it, it. short lived? Does that exist anymore? I think it does, actually. I think people are shifting to it, because Chrome sucks. No. I haven't had any issues with Chrome. Google knows what I'm doing anyway, because I have an Android phone. (laughs) Yeah, true, same. There's no hiding anything anymore, so might as well lean into it. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, this is... That's what this podcast actually is. We're just, uh, we're just destroying the lives of our NSA agents, making them listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) Ha ha! If I have to suffer with my anime thoughts, so do you. (laughs) (laughs) Taking you down with me. (laughs) Um, this show is another one I, I heard from a Mother's Basement video, I think. So, you know, threw it on the list. It's another one seemingly of cute girls just doing a thing and i like musicals and opera sometimes so <laughs> so depending yeah have either of you heard of this i have not no and excellent I barely know anything about opera as well so <laughs> if well, my intro I'll... is any indication meaning <laughs> i mean dugan used to be a a musical theater kid didn't you Yes, I, I was definitely musical the I was a musical theater kid, but I didn't get too deep into listening to shows that I was not doing. So oh. uh, sort of grain of salt uh, to uh, <laughs> how deep into musical theater knowledge I have. Gotcha. <laughs> I still like musical theater because I'm insufferable. <laughs> Ding! That's me winking at the camera. <laughs> I I enjoy musical. I mean, like many of us, raised on Disney stuff, musical innately built into me, whether I like it or not. But didn't you watch Shrek, Brendan? Didn't you watch Shrek the musical? Yeah, that was good. No, I like musicals. I'm just like I'm not like a theater kid. But like, no, yeah, of Disney, I just wanted to confirm I if I like, made that up or not. I couldn't remember. <laughs> No, Shrek the Musical has no right being as good as it is. It It is good, though. It's legit real good. This is my um, official endorsement for everyone watching Shrek the Musical, because I watched it as a joke when yeah. my brother brought it home on Blu-ray when he had an internship at DreamWorks, and then I ended up really liking it. <laughs> so, I it's on Netflix. Told me. It's wild that this just, like, snuck by, but it's real and actually good. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I watched half of it, but my uh, 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 altered by substances brain was not <laughs> super Ooh. latching on to. Ooh. I'm watching Shrek, but I have no clue what's going on. I can't keep doing this. Yeah. So I had to turn it off. It could be rough when you're just listen enhanced. to Who I'd Be. It's the best song. I love it. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, musicals, good shit. Opera, yeah. I never got my teeth into. I also had a classical music class in college, and the teacher was 
so horrendous, it oh. has left a horrid taste for any kind of classical music for me whatsoever. So opera's definitely getting pinged for that, uh, even sure. though in the, in the crossfire, it's not their fault. It's but. not opera's fault. It's not opera's fault, but it's very intimidating of a genre, medium, to get I into. medium. Medium? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's a it's conversation cla- for someone else to have. <laughs> yeah. It's very classical Here, and a lot of times... our guest, we have a professor from Berkeley. Uh, <gasps> describe <laughs> what opera is to us. Mm. Uh. <laughs> oh, God. I... I don't want anyone of any actual credibility on this podcast. I don't. Yes, you will actively lose your tenure status. Yeah. So much as listen to our show. This is a warning <laughs> to all professor uh, anime fans. I talked to my grandma. She's like, you still doing that podcast? Can I listen to it? I was like, no, no you really you can't. can't. You're actually illegally forbidden from listening to it. <laughs> You'll be arrested. The FBI yeah. will barge in. I've said, I've said shit on your grandma. I can't hear that. Tell her to listen to episode 69. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Grandma, you seem to be real big in the hentai scene. Check out episode 69. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, what am I derailing from? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Shall we just get into it? Because we keep tangenting. (laughs) It's the only way we'll get through this. (laughs) Let's warm up our voices. Me, 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 and you and Brendan are gonna watch three episodes. Okay. Hey, who I don't even. Who, who, who'd have known? Who who'd could have, have predicted this? Mm. That's why uh, we not did me. the three episode test. We yeah. duped again. We started out with just a boring, boring show, and then, ooh, trauma out of the. Out of the. <laughs> the uh, a hint of trauma? No, 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 no. No, not, you no, misunderstand me. You get a whole even plateful of it. Thank and you. you won't leave until you you can't leave the table until you finish it all. Yeah. Well, you see, I enjoyed at least the first episode. I honestly don't even remember the second episode because the third episode <laughs> was so terrible. <laughs> it yeah. fucking cold cocks you out of nowhere. Yeah. It's real bad. <laughs> yeah. But let's get into it. So, in episode one, um, we're introduced to this theater that hosts an acting troupe of women. Um, and some of the actresses were said to be more gentlemanly than real men. That's Ooh. fun. Um, and then we learned that a school was established to teach the next generation of the troop, and it's like really hard to get into. Um, that we see some people on a train, a guy is watching a video of some idols, and he looks up and realizes that one of the idols in the group is sitting right across from him. Oh, what? Um, and they make awkward eye contact. He tries to talk to her. She literally runs away. A uh, Lo- lot of signs, buddy. Don't know yeah. why you couldn't have picked up any of them. Leave her alone. Um, she's in the train station. Someone else tries to get her attention. He's like all up in her face being like, it's so terrible you got thrown out of the girl group. I'm going to stan you no matter what happens. That's real yeah. English dialogue in this show. Real hip translator. Real with the youth. Yeah, buddy. I mean, stand culture is, like, a big issue, I think, in my opinion. But is this show going to handle it well? I can already tell it won't. Nope. (laughs) Um, So this is I. Her name is I. Um, As she's running, she actually sees a guy she knows. Turns out it's her uncle. And he gives her a letter. She found out that she passed the first round of auditions for that acting school. Yay! Um, And she says, uh, I'm one step closer to two years with no men relatable <laughs> what a what a joy um, honestly just from the opening it's like yeah i get it that's fair <laughs> yeah especially you know being a former idol and stuff yeah yeah that's all you need to know um and he's actually a teacher at the school he says you know there's more male teachers there um but they head off um we see oh there are, like, some people talking about someone getting into the auditions. It doesn't really come up again. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Whatever. 
Yeah. Um, I think it is like a group of people, and then the grandfather of another character comes up. Mm-hmm. And we see this other character um, at a grave. Uh, she's at her grandmother's grave, and she came to pray and like show the letter to her grandma that she got past the first round of auditions. Uh, now it's second audi- second round audition time. We find out that there were over a thousand applicants and only 200 made it through and only 40 will be offered admission. So this is mm. cutthroat, baby. Real deal. Yeah. So um, we see I's uncle and another male teacher and they're kind of looking down at all of the all of the girls who are auditioning um, and they talk about a few, you know, I'm not going to get into it. Um, and then I walks up and these girls gossip about her and they're like, oh, she get, she got kicked out of the group because she called a fan a creep to his face. And she's like, it's okay. Nothing can hurt me because I don't care what people say. It's fine. Conceal, don't feel. Yeah. Um, and she's drawn to this big old cherry tree. It's beautiful. It's in full bloom. Check it off the bingo card. Yeah. yeah. This episode is called Something About a Cherry Tree. Mm-hmm. Um, and her uncle up from the balcony is like, oh, no, don't go under the cherry tree. And the other guy's like, why didn't you warn her? Um, but she's under the cherry tree admiring the flowers. Um, the girl from the grave comes running up and I just falls in love. <laughs> Right away. <laughs> she's like, I, she's I, so tall, and her eyes are so pretty. I held off from checking off the gay square on the bingo card right away, just to see if it was just because she is just so toweringly tall. Nah, that, that got checked off eventually. <laughs> she in love. Um, and so this girl introduced herself. Her name is Sarasa, and I is like, you're tall. And she's like, yeah. It's Netflix um, is the tall girl. Yeah. And she asks I to take a picture of her with the tree. And I is like surprised that she doesn't want a picture with her because Sarasa has no idea who she is. So that's nice and refreshing. Then we find out that the curse is that if you stand under the cherry tree, you won't do well in, in the school if you get in <gasps> and or get in at all. Dun, dun, dun. What a twist. Um, and then we just jump ahead. Fuck the auditions. <laughs> Moving on. Who cares? Um, I made it in, and Sarasa did too. I and her uncle are celebrating, and she's like, how did Sarasa make it in? Um, and we like see the announcement of the accepted girls. There's a ceremony to welcome them. And Sarasa bursts in the door late. Um, and she sits down next to I, and people start murmuring. <laughs> and Sarasa is like, talking really loud. She's tall and loud, so she... Draws a lot of attention. Like, in a lot of shows, it's kind of like, oh, this character talks enthusiastically, or they kind of get roped up, like in a laid-back camp uh, mm. with the uh, Mount Fuji girl, where she's, like, very excitable. This girl is so goddamn loud. Yeah. Like, so loud. Like, just she's oblivious like, of all social cues. Yeah, she's so like an American theater kid. <laughs> That's the vibe she gives Absolutely. off here. Um, so... Uh, I's uncle tells her that Sarasa got in on the recommendation of two teachers and really they just wanted her in. They were like, this is the hundredth class in this school. Maybe we should like mix it up and add someone who's like not that talented. (laughs) What if we got weird with it? But they think they can make her a star. Um, and then we get like another flashback of I watching Sarasa leaving and she's like running, but she keeps checking her phone to text people. I thought that was really cute. I was like, that's annoying, but like, it's cute. She wants to tell everybody she made it in. It, yeah, it's weird that I is also following her and stopping when she stops too and doesn't just yeah. walk past her. Like, that'd go be around her. Yeah, if I was stuck behind her, but yeah, she's doing her own thing. Let her be. Yeah. Um, and then sometime in the future, I is checking into the dorm. She goes in her room and who should be her roommate, but Sarasa. Of course. Whoa. Who could have seen that coming? Wow. She closes the door in her face and goes to ask if she can change rooms. Um, we see there were a couple of twins that auditioned that got in and they ended up in the same room. And then we see these other two girls, who one is like a prima ballerina, but her real like 
uh, goal is to do musical theater, so here she is. And then this other girl who I called Nepotism Girl, because her mom <laughs> was a big deal in this uh, coca theater troupe. That um, really is her only personality trait. Yep. <laughs> Um, so I goes into their room again. She hangs a curtain between them because she wants privacy, but Sarasa doesn't get it. She, like, tries to give I a nickname and goes underneath the curtain. Um, then I, uh, we, like, skip ahead in time again. I is like, oh, there's a week of, like, orientation classes, and on the last day of that week, I had had enough. So she didn't wake up Sarasa to go to class, which is rude. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Sarasa is half an hour late um, and that day a military man is there to teach them how to move synchronously so they do Ooh. some drills teachers watch from afar saying this group must have caught the eye of the military man because he's still there but it's probably because one group of girls still hasn't gotten the drill down yet um, and some older girls from the school are watching as well um They start the drill again, and Sarasa bumps into the nepotism girl, making her mad. Um, The military guy picks them two, I, and then one other girl out of the group, and has them do the drill in front of everybody. Um, The girl that we don't really know from before is always behind the others. He tells nepotism girl not to do it so fast, and he tells I that she has improper posture and a weak core from being an idol. Um, You're weak. Your bloodline's weak. (laughs) Um, And he tries to reach out and touch her. She backs away, saying she doesn't like to be touched. And he says he has to be careful not to offend anyone these days. Fuck you, guy. First you're in the military, and now this? (laughs) (laughs) That's strike two. (laughs) Um, And then he moves back to Sarasa, and he's like, you have to be more aware of your surroundings as a tall person, but like, other than that, you're doing great. And then he asks if he can shove her. Um, and she's like, yeah. (laughs) Um, and so he does, but she like stays standing. Um, and then she's like, wait, do it again. I wasn't ready. And she takes like this funny stance and he tries to shove her, but she doesn't move. Um, and he jokingly asks her if she wants to join the military. She says no, because she's going to be in the Coca theater troupe and play Lady Oscar. And that gets everyone's attention. Um, And this other teacher is like, that means you have to be the best of the best then. And she's like, I'm ready to accept the challenge. I'm Um, a funky protagonist. Yeah. And then I's inner monologue explains that there are four troops of 80 performers and each one like has its best girl. Um, And I is like, I don't care about doing that, but she's going to have to work really hard. Um, after class, Sarasa looks for I to walk back to the dorm together, and I just hides from her. Um, and then we see I's uncle and the other male teacher talking about Sarasa and the stance she took to stay standing when the military guy shoved her. And there's another teacher in the room that explains it was a pose from like a kabuki play. So that's like a little hint to like what Sarasa grew up with. Backstory. Yeah. Ooh, the teens. Um And then we see her grandpa doing some stuff. And we find out later that Sarasa's grandfather makes tatami mats. Okay, cool. Okay, I didn't learn. They say it. They mention it. Okay. Um, And then we see a guy reading an article about I getting into the school, and it's easy to assume that this is the guy that she called a creep because he looks like a creep. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and then Sarasa finds I, and they walk back to the dorm together, and that's episode one. Sounds nice and normal for now. (laughs) I'll never tell. (laughs) Do you like stalking? No? No one does. It's a running theme of this show, though. Wee. Yay. Uh, Also, go back to the opening ceremony when the principal's giving a speech. He sounds like a text-to-speech He did. That was wild. It sounded so (laughs) off. I was finding a lot of the English dub. Everyone is the chillest, most Xanaxed out. <laughs> the calmest vibes. Oh, did you check out these girls? They they got into the school. Oh, those twins over there. It's just like so smooth and just like, yeah, oh, whatever, man. I don't give a shit. It's just, yeah. <laughs> this dub sure was something. I'll say that. <laughs> It's like everyone had, like, here's your character and the one emotion they portray. Filter all the dialogue through that one emotion. It's like, got it. 
Cool. Yeah. Well, um, I is that character we see a lot of like emotionless. Cold She's reserve. just another one of those. That I got, and her her dubbing wasn't too bad. But like the principal <laughs> sounded like a Texas <laughs> robot. Like wow, yeah, it really? was very funny. <laughs> I know you only got like one line, dude. But <laughs> um, episode two, I refuse anyone's names in the show. Totally so, fine. Yeah, uh, episode two starts off with. Tall girl showing off her new school uniform that, that I guess during like the rehearsal week they were just wearing like their gym clothes and now they got the actual ski, school uniform. She's like, "Hey, check it out! Look at my uniform! Ain't it cool, Idol?" And the Idol's like, "No, I have the same thing. We all wear the same thing. It's a school uniform." It's like, "Yeah, but like it's official." And the Tall girl's just having her moment and getting shut mm-hmm. down by it. And then we get to uh, this is the night before, so then the next day it's the first day of classes. And Idol wakes up and gets ready and all that. It's like, ugh, I guess I should wake Tall Girl up. I didn't do it all during, like, the rehearsal week period, so maybe I should try now. And she just stands, like, by the curtain of her bed being like, hey, hey. And throws, like, a little paper ball at her. It's like, well, she didn't wake up, time to go. And, like, does not try at all. And as she's walking out, we see the prima ballerina rule queen with the ponytail uh, walks by. And it's like, oh, where's Tall Girl? It's like, oh, she's still asleep. Prima Ballerina's like, the fuck she is? Not on my watch. <laughs> and he runs in and just starts screaming at Tall Girl and like shakes her awake. And it, to no one's surprise, we'll jump in. She ends up being the class rep. So, class mm-hmm. rep girl. Uh, and she's mad, basically saying like, they're going to reflect the first years, all of them, as a group instead of individuals. So, Tall Girl's bringing her cred down as well. And... Uh, Tall Girl's like, oh, what are, you know, it's it's 5.30, which fucking blew my mind. Uh, why are we getting up so early? Are we meeting, like, the military guy again? She's like, no, we're meeting someone even scarier. The second years. <gasps> oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> Sophomores. <laughs> well, you think about it, this is only a two-year conservatory program. Oh, that's Oh, right. is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay. So maybe they are scarier. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Uh, then we get the opening, and opening pretty decent. Like it shows off the cast and stuff. Nothing too crazy. But I really liked the color palette and tones they go because they really yeah. skew from what the rest of the show is, and it's a lot of like neon pastels and stuff. Really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we cut to the first years meeting the second years, and this is where Rule Queen becomes class rep because she scored the highest in her exam, and the first years are being shown the morning cleaning routines that they all have to do. They have to go to different classrooms or studios just stuff and clean everything. And the second years uh, choose to be an advisor to a first year. So all the second years get to pick who they want to be, you know, the big sister to. And we see very quickly uh, the one of the girls that ends up being the advisor for Idol is actually a fan of the Idol group. She was the mm-hmm. one that was fangirling out during their practice. And she turns out to be a real shrewd bitch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she starts gushing to Idol being like, oh, you know, you're so cute and you're, you know, you're really good and this and that. And I'm a big fan of your Idol group. I was like, cool, you're not a fan of mine. Because if you were, you wouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and shuts her down pretty quick. And she's like, oh, well, no, I, I, I liked you. You're, you had that cold beauty sort of thing. It's like, Cool. Can we not talk about that? We could. Uh, so. th- technically, we could uh, check off legally dissimilar brand name because there is oh. a J-pop group called AKB48, uh, oh, and this is like mm-hmm. JPX48. So That's there you go. Not for me. <laughs> yeah, that it's works. an interesting thing that I won't get into right now. But they're like ranked, and they're ranked in this mm. too. She mentions she was like ranked thirteenth or something. Okay, so that's yeah, like a I real think, thing. I think of like a <laughs> idol group or group of like four members at most, and not like twenty. Like it seems yeah. with her group, so yeah. that confused me. There, okay. yeah, there's that's why it's forty eight because there's forty eight members. If it's different enough to not be sued, it's different enough to get checked off on the card. Yep. Um, <laughs> and we see idol girl starts like cleaning up her room, and she's not very good at uh, sweeping and stuff because she never had to. Hilarious. And the advisor's like, yeah, it, it shows you've never cleaned before in your life. And she's just like, well, well if you're going to be in the operas and stuff, which do you prefer, like, the male roles or the female roles? 
And Ida Girl's like, no, nah, I don't really care. I have no real preference. And kind of making it very clear, she's not in it for the opera. She's just here to be away from mankind. And it's fine. The show also doesn't seem to be into the opera because we learned <laughs> nothing about the show. I'm so sad. <laughs> I wanted it to be about the shows. We had a lot of terms thrown at us and nothing else. Yeah. Um, and we see uh, the fangirl starts saying, like, oh, you got to be careful, though, because people start judging you if you're qualified for certain roles uh, even before the school year starts, even before the, like, you know, practice week started. You got guided or you got judged as soon as you got admitted in here. It's like, cool. Love the pressure. Thanks. Yeah, um, everyone's been judgy as shit so far. No kidding. <laughs> It's not a shock. And then we cut to Tall Girl with her advisor, who is, quote, a Latin beauty with a rocking body. I I don't know what that means. Terrible. I don't think she's from Latin America. I don't know what that means. And it really confused me. I don't know. Um, I almost want to check the subs. See what it says. This girl had purple hair and a bun. And that is the only differentiating characteristic between her and any other character. So I don't know what they're talking about. Um, and uh, her advisor says she has to deep clean the practice room. She has to get in between the floorboards and like in the uh, guardrails of the windows and like really deep clean it all in two hours by herself. And Tall Girl's like, "Well, that seems like a lot of work. I better get to it." She's like, "Yeah, you better hurry up." And she's acting. Her advisor's acting very smug and coy, saying like, "Ah, you might be late for class if you don't do it right, but." I don't think you will, being very, very arrogant. And she starts talking about, like, oh, yeah, all the other second years didn't want to be your advisor, but I took on the challenge. It's, like, cool, uh, really hammering home that she doesn't like Tall Girl already. And she says, like, oh, you wanted to play Lady Oscar? That'll never happen. You can never play that role. Pointing down at Tall Girl as she's cleaning, and we get a flashback of Tall Girl's grandmother saying similar things, saying she'll never get a specific role. I think it's the same role. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure. Uh, but basically, like, screaming at her, discouraging her, saying, like, you'll never be good enough. And so when we snap back from the flashback, Tall Girl's crying on the ground, and her advisor's like, what What are you doing? Stop crying. Like, you gotta stop crying or people think I'm gonna be, people are gonna hear you and think I'm beating you up or bullying you. I'm like, you are bullying her. <laughs> yeah. That's what an did you assumption. expect? You made her cry. <laughs> Your words made her cry. She's crying, and you're afraid people will think you used words that made her cry. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. What a concept. <laughs> and then her advisor has a long inner monologue uh, to herself about how Tall Girl is sticking out of the group, and because of that, it's going to be much harder for her to blend into the roles, and, you know, the nail that sticks out gets hammered down, or whatever the old expression is. And when she starts thinking about this, she triggers her own flashbacks, uh, and she's talking to the fangirl girl back in their first year and uh we find out that tall girl's advisor is 19 and tall girl's like 15 yeah so her advisor started she was like a ballerina somewhere else and started later than everyone else and in her memory the fangirl's kind of tearing her tearing into her in that oh so coy subtle method that high schoolers love to do and just really shit on each other like to their face and she's like, oh, I don't think you'll be good as, like, the lead performer. You're a little more mature and have a more womanly figure. So you'll be better playing, like, the old witch and the hags and Mont and shit like that. So it's like, oh, cool. Fangirl is a real bitch. But hey, as someone who is fat and did theater all four years of high school, that's the reality. <laughs> It's like, oh, you're you're that you're gonna pl- be a mom all the time. <laughs> That's just real. Mold. You don't fit the lead. Not that Ooh. this girl is fat or looks like that, but you know, it's a real thing that happens. Yeah, don't it's worry, the- we'll get to it in an episode. Yeah, it's like, hey, this place is shitty. We're not gonna hide the fact. It's like, cool. Why is this entertaining to watch? Um, and then it cuts back to present day. And her advisor tells her about the curse, being like, Ah, you sewed under the cherry tree. That'll be my excuse for why you'll never make it instead of me just being mean and bullying you. That's my out. So she <laughs> tells about that. And Tall Girl says, like, Oh, yeah, well, I'm going to prove the curse is fake. And I'm still going to be the lead. Because I don't believe in absolutes when it comes to can and cannots. I'll do it anyway. Fuck your curse. Fuck this school. It's like, hell yeah. <laughs> 
I ended up rooting for Tall Girl because everyone else sucks. Um, and then they end up both being determined and her advisor gets down on the floor and starts helping her clean because she wasted so much time making her cry before. Uh, then we go back to the locker room after everyone's done cleaning their own separate rooms. And everyone's worried about the tall girl failing because if she fails, then they all fail and get yelled at and they all look bad. God, just no one has anything nice to say ever. And they say how scary all their advisors are. And one of them says, like, oh, well, the fangirl seemed like a nice advisor, so you lucked out. And Idol's like, yeah, it, yeah, really lucked out there. Uh, and then we see, like, some of the second years talking in their classroom, saying, you know, ah, these first years are a bunch of, you know, rookies. They got, you know, they're rubes. They're nothing. And uh, Tall Girl's advisor says, like, hey, Fangirl, you better watch out. Some of them might just raise up and snatch your spot away from you when you're not looking. Because you're a bitch. Uh, just being real catty with each other. Elsewhere entirely, we see two boys in robes. <laughs> Reading tweets. God, this threw me off so Who hard. cares? This doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. One one kid's reading the tall girl's tweet. He's reading her Twitter. His older brother comes by, takes the tablet away, goes like, Oh, you're reading her Twitter. I remember back when she used to practice dancing here with all of us. She used to be real good. I wish she stayed. Anyway, can I get access to that Twitter account? And I mention that because I can only assume something bad's going to happen from it uh, later in the series. Back to classroom. Uh, the teacher's go, uh, starting class, and he goes, all right, let's do some class introductions. And the class rep says, like, hey, we already know each other. We've been, you know, in groups and stuff for, like, a week now. Uh, that's a waste of time. And the teacher goes on for a while, but he basically breaks it down, saying, like, hey, this is a specialized high school, not, like, a regular high school where you can go off and do a job. This high school, you either join the ranks of our opera or you get the fuck out. And if you join the ranks, you'll be stuck with each other for a while. So might as well get to know each other real well. So they end up going around doing intros again. And coincidentally, we only get the intros of Class Rep Girl, Nepotism Girl, The Twins, Timid Girl, Tall Girl, and Idol. There's about 20 other girls in the class. They do not matter. Do not matter. So we know who's getting in. It's none of them. It's none of them. And then after they do the intros, the teacher says, All right, we're in for a treat. We're going on a tour of the campus so I could show you around today. And we see them go to, like, the costuming department and the set-making department and backstage. And I also made a note that you only see those, like, six girls again. The other 20 <laughs> girls in that class are nowhere to be seen ever. Fuck them. Like, <laughs> really? Also, I, I just noticed... The whole last episode, they mentioned, like, an orientation week. Why are you doing a tour in right? your first actual week of class? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> Haven't they already lived on campus for a week? I feel like... Well, I mean, this is... So this is just a tour of, like, the theater. But also, wow. still, you think they would do that during orientation week. Yeah. yeah. You'd think all these performers would immediately want to see the place where they would be performing. Yeah. <laughs> so as they're going around the theater tall girl gets distracted by a blinding light coming through a stage so she wanders off to a door and the teacher's yelling at her to stop and when she opens the doorway she goes to the pitch black theater i don't know where that blinding light was coming from that's just my <laughs> nitpick um and she goes out on stage and the teacher goes running after her saying like hey get off stage you're not allowed to be there it's sacred ground he is and yelling she like walking. she will die yeah it's, it's ridiculous pick her off no she- the centaur guardian <laughs> yeah, it feels like That's that. the wrong door. <laughs> and she just ignores him and keeps walking out on stage. And as she gets further out, he goes, he basically says like, "Hey, further up on stage, there's the Silver Bridge, which is a separate walkway on stage from the rest of the stage." <laughs> he doesn't say this, but he says it with this intensity of like, "If you go out there, I'll fucking kill you." <laughs> like, yeah. He he stresses out so hard of like, "No one's allowed to touch the Silver Bridge stage." It's like, what? Like, I assume it breaks and people have to fix it. Like, other people get up here. It's just so intense. It's sacred. It's holy ground. And when she's out on stage, everyone's, like, mesmerized. Like, oh, it's the Silver Bridge. That's where the best of the best go out. Like, at the end of shows and stuff. And as Tall Girl's walking out on stage, there's a few technicians in, like, the control room. You're like, Hey, who's out there? Oh, it's probably Mr. So-and-so, the teacher. Let's throw a light on. It's like, I don't, why? Okay. <laughs> so they throw a spotlight on her, and she's glowing in the center stage spotlight all by herself. Wow. In the theater. 
And th- this is where I checked off that Idol fell in love with her. Mm. She really just like, <gasps> like there's a big uh, shot like zoom in on Idol Girl as she falls in love with her. Uh, and then the episode ends with a shot of the stalker arriving in the city with the school in it. So if you thought that was a one-off thing, nope. Mm-mm. And then we get the ending where it's still images. It's not like animated still shots of like, the girls performing. It's still very pretty, but th- not as like techno-colored as the intro yeah. was, which I was a little disappointed by. Mm. That's episode two. Whew. Okay. And episode three doesn't exist. Go. Bye! Yeah, Speed we only run. watched Let's two go. this week. So, um, Super weird. Yeah, so, yeah uh, we'll say this is pretty much exclusively an episode about the traumatic backstory of I and her fear of men. Uh, so I bet you can tell where that's going, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, trigger warnings now for uh, predatory behavior to young girls. Cool. So much. Okay. So, um, we start off seeing some of the girls, uh, they're eating lunch, but I is eating alone because who needs friends? Uh, her uncle uh, Tai Chi joins her and I is complaining about tall girl and uh, he's teasing like oh uh, you can't stop complaining about her that means you like her because you can't stop talking about her <laughs> and she's always on your mind um, so I goes to the locker room and changes and uh, Sarasa uh, follows her just Idly chatting and uh, talking about, uh, go, go, friend, oh, you should eat lunch with us. We are friends, right? And I just looks her dead in the eye and says, no, we are not friends. <laughs> Shut that down immediately. Mm-hmm. I have never said that to you. You just latched on to me. Um, so uh, uh, then we see fanboy stalker uh, arriving in the town and is like, ah, oh, yes, this is where I'll find her. Uh, so back to uh, I and Sarasa. Uh, Sarasa's like, no, come on, you, you gotta have friends. Why'd you come to the Friendship Academy if you didn't? And I is <laughs> like, I'm not here. I didn't come here to make friends, damn it. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, no, I'm just here to uh, avoid men. And here we start the flashback. So, uh, here yeah, we go. Truly just gonna summarize, we don't yeah. need any specifics. Uh, so I is the child of a famous actress uh, who's the uh, her father is a mystery and everyone just sniffs around I trying to f- get the scoop on who the famous dad is. Um, if famous at all. Um, so we just see her really internalizing like uh, yeah, already my life is just uh, people saying, oh, you're so pretty. Oh, uh, girl, g- you're girl, 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 girl. And that <laughs> that's exclusively, you know, how uh, uh, young children are talked to um, just by what gender they are. Uh, so she's uh, really just shutting it out. She's like, this is all bullshit. I don't give a damn about my famous mom I just want a family uh, and she has this teddy bear that uh, her mom said was from her dad but she's like I can tell it's a lie uh, nothing matters um, yeah uh, boys at school make fun of her uh, for her famous mom she doesn't care she does but she hides it um, yeah and then we see the introduction, her mom starts dating uh, creepy stepdad archetype. That's all you need to know. Um, and yeah, he starts being creepy and pervy and weird. Uh, so one day, mom goes out of town and a uh, stepdad uh, assaults her. Again, we don't need to linger on details. Uh, so uh, she reaches out to Tai Chi, her uncle, uh, who is actually supportive because her mom isn't receptive isn't believing her uh, when she says, hey, creepy stuff is happening. He is the uh, only good character in this show, this man. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so uh, her uncle puts like a lock on her door so she can actually feel safe at home and then gives her a key to his house and says, if you ever need to run away, uh, just come find me. Uh, and yeah. Long story short, this is her fear of men and uh, wanting them all to die, which justified. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So uh, uh, she grows up a little bit. We see her at the idol audition. Um, like her mom is in it of like, yeah, I'm famous. So naturally you'll be famous too. And she's like, I really don't give a shit. I don't want to be an idol. But this takes place in my uncle's hometown. So I can at least be close to a family member who uh, likes me. So fair enough. Uh, but she didn't realize uh, this is signing up uh, to be an idol, which is all about male attention. Fuck, this was a really bad idea. Uh, so she eventually uh, snaps at uh, this creepy fan. Literally, all she says is like, hey, creep, back off. Like, that's the extent of what we see. And that is enough of her not uh, doing everything to uh, cater to her male fan base. So she is fired from the group. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. That, that's basically it. Uh, uh, we go back to the present. Uh, they're in a tap dancing class. Teacher, uh, just more and more stuff. Uh, teacher just immediately goes up to a girl and is like, you're too fat. Lose weight, fatty. You stupid piece of shit because you're so fat. I and She said no fatties and I laughed. I'm sorry. I was like, are you kidding? For real? Yeah. This is the dialogue you've chosen? No fatties. Yeah. Yeah, to a to a very average fit actress, and it's like, oh, cool, great, and just going into like, no, women watch this, and women want to see you skinny because they'll just pick you apart. It's one of those um, like, I'm sure those people actually exist in this industry. It's not entertaining to watch someone just be shitty, and that's it. That's mm-hmm. all they are. Yeah, especially after like, hey, no, this is the trauma dumping episode. It's like, oh, let's just get all the jabs we can in while we're here. It's shitty um, in the past. It's shitty in the present. Is it mm. going to be shitty in the future? Yeah. Yeah, it will. You bet. <laughs> uh, trends point to it. So, um, we see I walking home where uh, she runs into Fanboy. And she immediately takes the fuck off and runs away. Because, uh, yeah, literal stalker. Um so we see Uncle and Tall Girl talking, and he's like, oh, I see you're rooming with I. And she's like, oh, yeah, but she doesn't want to be friends. And then I immediately comes running up to them and is like, uh, I hide, hide me. I need to get off the streets now. So the logical response is Tall Girl, who doesn't know her, is like, oh, cool. I will walk through these streets with you. No, don't worry. I know you're actively at your uncle's house where you can hide safe inside. Let me, a person you hate, take you back to see this guy. What's so, the worst that could happen? Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, just, again, just reading the vibes so well. Uh, tall girl is like, you know what always makes me feel better? Singing a song. La, la, la. <laughs> and they run into stalker guy again. Uh, so of course I is freaking the fuck out, uh, and, uh, tall girl is like, hey, creep, back the fuck off, what are you doing here? And the fan, uh, is like, oh, 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 oh shit, I am creepy, huh? Fuck, uh, didn't consider that, uh, you dropped your bag before, here it is. Who could have saw that? Mm-hmm, Yeah. And uh, I uh, gets flashbacks, understandably, uh, PTSD, and runs away. And that's where we end the episode. Oh, boy. We got stars aligned. That's what we're going to call it now. Yep. (laughs) Here's here's what I will say. I I do think that they could handle, like, there are interesting things going on in the show, and I don't think they will handle any of them well. Like, I think the dynamic of having... Like, the 20-year-old be part of this school, like, having that big of an age gap of people trying to make it, I think that is potentially really interesting. I think Mm -hmm. that addressing fat phobia in the entertainment industry, especially in Japan, could be interesting. I also think the issue of having a stalker from being an idol is also pretty interesting. But like I said, I don't think this show will handle any of it well, because I don't think it's it's not a drama. Like, it's kind of a comedy (laughs) Like, I don't know what this show is trying to be. If they want to handle those issues well, they should have done better. Because they could be potentially interesting, but I can tell that they won't be. Mm -hmm. That's my feelings. 
Like, yeah. even at the very end, as I runs away from the stalker after having traumatic instances, you can see the gears turning in Tall Girl's head, where she's like, oh, this guy's pretty harmless. Oh, it's probably just a misunderstanding. We're, yeah. By the end of the series, we're going to get her over her fear of men. It's like, That no! fucking sucks. Ugh. Yeah. yeah, I felt that too. I was like, the whole the next episode is gonna start, and it's gonna be them having a conversation without I of him being like, "No, it was just a misunderstanding," and it's like, no. They're yeah, they really try and make it seem like the guy is like, "Oh, I wanted to appall," like trying to make it seem like he has a justifiable reason for hunting down where her school is and looking yeah in this other city besides just stalking her. But even if he does, even if it's like. Hey, I wanted to apologize for what happened in the convention. The fact that he hunts her down and stalks her to do that makes it immediately unjustifiable no matter what his reason is. Yeah. So, like, it, it tries to make this guy seem sympathetic, and it's like, no, you just showed us the last three episodes of him stalking her for no reason. Like, no. Yeah. I <laughs> no, also, I just, I wish this show was actually about, you know, women doing these shows. Because that's a real thing yeah. in Japan. That'd like, that's a big thing. Like, theater companies that are only women. But, like, like I've seen TikToks recently of this all-women's um, troupe in Japan that did Anastasia recently. And I think that's really cool. And I would love to know more about that. But they said, no, this is a trauma show. You got pranked. <laughs> so, huh. Yeah, because yeah. you... You compared it to Stars Aligned. And as someone who finished Stars Aligned, I would say even Stars Aligned didn't go this hard into the trauma. At least mm. not this early into this show. Yeah, the whole so episode just like, was just dramatic backstory. It's it's real rough. And yeah, I the dub wasn't winning at any point. The writing wasn't winning at any point. Even if, I, I'm sure if it was subtitled and in the original script, I probably wouldn't love it much. Uh, it yeah. was rough. And yeah, even uh, so at the beginning of the show, I'm not huge into opera. I'm not a theater kid. I would definitely be more interested to see what the actual show is, like mm-hmm. the opera show, than this. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It was a rough go. Yeah, just very specifically doing a whole episode on the traumatic backstory of a character and then ending it with a, oh, she's probably overreacting fuck off just like completely yeah like, no that i'm not gonna tolerate that Mm-mm. especially when you establish this character is bad because when she brings it up she's like oh no you're overreacting don't worry and then the show itself is hinting that that's where it's gonna go no fuck you Mm-mm. what a disappointment i'm so Are sad i just yet? wanted to watch pretty girls do opera <laughs> boo boo yeah, even, <laughs> like, like only factoring in the first two episodes. This is still just a boring girls doing specific activity. It's not even a good one of those, so it's not worth <laughs> your time in mm-hmm. any regard. Yeah, yeah. And we're it's like, fucking I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be vulnerable. Uh, episode three. If you have been assaulted, don't watch it. I'll be real. Yeah. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. That's all I'll say. Don't watch it. <laughs> Because I've seen shows before that handle that topic, but don't linger on it so fucking long as this show does. And it's like, God, this doesn't contribute to anything. Like, you don't need to do this to, in order to handle this. Mm-mm. Yeah, taking notes on this, I was legitimately just skipping through to the, like, tolerable part. So it's, like, just unpleasant to watch. Mm-hmm. My entire notes for episode three were just, man, this fucking sucks, but written, like, four different ways. <laughs> Like, that's all I wrote for episode three. Yeah, this was not fun. Not fun. (sighs) So, what better things are we watching next week? I will say to you, listener, uh, we already had a show planned, and I I, uh, broke the glass, hit the emergency (laughs) button uh, to get rid of it, because I looked it up, I saw genre. Horror. That's all I needed to know. We can watch it later. Not after this week. Not after where we're at just in the world. Uh, no. So, Brendan, thank you so much. Sorry to do that to you. What 
pleasant thing are we watching next week? <laughs> Super fine. I picked the show before we watch this. I am happy to change it. Um, next week, we're watching a recommendation from Ribbon Quest. And I looked this up, and I will, on God, eat my own shoe if there's a dark, traumatic twist in this show. On God! On God! We are watching After School Dice Club. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, sounds harmless. Uh, I hope it is. The dice are made out of human eyeballs. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm eating a shoe. Uh, we'll get you a chocolate shoe. It's okay. Yeah, I'll, give give me leather. I'll do the real thing. Leather. Give me some. <laughs> give me a crock. If I'm suffering, uh, let's go all in. Oh my god. Uh, with my mental state, I could eat some plastic about now. So if there's a show you, the listener, would like us to watch. First off, truly vet it. We've been get we've been getting sent some foul shit that you if you listen to the show, you know we aren't gonna watch. So we can just put it out there. Uh, no. So yeah. if you have a somewhat moderately not repulsive show, please send it to us. Our email is arewebthereyet at gmail.com, or you can reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram. We're at arewebthereyet on both. You can find me on Instagram at honey period D or on Twitter at honey D eight and honey D art and honey is spelled H U N N I E. You can find me on line at almost better than silence, which is an old video game podcast. I did with like 420 episodes. I got a Twitter, but I'll be real with you. Don't contact. Don't touch me. I'm watching Ranking of Kings. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm the only this. pure thing in our lives anymore. Hmm. Give me the booch. <laughs> Uh, thank you to Camille Ruley for our artwork, and thank you to Louis Zong for our theme song stories. You can find all of Louis' music at louisong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with anime. I'd scream if my throat didn't hurt. Fuck, man. I looked at the void, and the void stared back. <laughs> <sighs>